running joke on the pod, I like to pretend I've got a f- great French accent, like Josh Duhamel. I love to pronounce <laughs> You have a better French. French accent than I do. But. Yeah, but Sarah speaks a million times better French than Devin, evidenced by the fact that you're just like, oh, my handy-dandy Bechrel down here, <laughs> just in case. Never know when you need to conjugate some, uh, some verbs into French, you know? <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You found us, you made it here, you love romantic comedies, we do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have The, the Accidental, Accidental Husband. Husband. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, please throw us a follow, leave a review. As well, if you hear anything on any podcast, or if you just want to be a part of the RCR fam, which is what we call you, by the way, heads up, um, you can reach out to us on Instagram. You can follow us at Romcom Rewind. Lou, Lou sent a message. Been listening since um, I did a guest thing on another podcast called But Make It Scary. And this person talks about um, falling in love shot in New Zealand. There's a scene where they do hot dog on white bread and we, Sarah and I were like, well, that that's strange. <laughs> Lou is here to let us know that that's actually a pretty standard food item here, there in New Zealand. Often at sold fundraisers. at a fundraiser. It's usually not a proper hot dog sausage, just a regular pork or beef sausage, usually with fried onion and tomato ketchup on a buttered slice of bread. <laughs> Isn't that a little odd? You I know, guess it's clearly not odd for them. No. And you know what? I will say, I mean, when we run out of hot dog buns, I do use a slice of white bread. Right. It's the basically bun. the same thing. But I would like to go and try it there because like, that's like a normal thing for them. The buttered bread is the butter on the bread is a little bit. I don't know if it's needed, but like. See, that's the thing. Yeah. We do it as a last resort. Right. They're like proactively <laughs> being like, just screw the hot dog Come buns. and get your buttered bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And if you want to reach out, like I said, at Romcom Rewind on Instagram, we kind of have a fun little, you know, community going with you there. The RCR fam. The Accidental Husband is a 2008 romantic comedy directed by Griffin Dune. It's the story of Patrick Sullivan, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Patrick is a firefighter in New York City. He's extremely excited to get married and start his life with his fiancée, Sophia, played by Justina Machado. However, after Sophia calls into Love Expert Radio Show hosted by Dr. Emma Lloyd, played by Uma Thurman, Patrick's life spins out of control as Sophia calls off the wedding and in a wild act of revenge, Patrick gets his young uh, downstairs neighbor to hack into a government database to make it appear that Emma is actually already married, already married to himself, Patrick. Kind of strange. This immediately creates an issue uh, for Emma as she is set to marry her manager and business partner, partner, Richard, played by Colin Firth. So then Emma has to set it to find this Patrick Sullivan person and get that marriage annulled. However, not all goes to plan and maybe some love is found along the way. What are your (laughs) thoughts on The Accidental Husband? Every day, millions of people listen to her. If you keep searching for Prince Charming, it's sure to get burned. Are you saying I should call off the wedding? But when the love doctor ruined his life... Patrick, it's over. Don't do that, sir. Please come out here so we can talk. No, 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 not you, sir. You can put your hands down. Firemen, we don't arrest people. Patrick didn't get mad. You see the love doctor's running plans? Yeah, who in the right mind's gonna marry a woman like that? He got married. Oh, no. I <laughs> just wanted a little payback. I'm married. <laughs> I'm what? Already married. I had literally never, ever heard of The Accidental Husband. Me neither. I didn't even know it existed. And there's good actors in it. Like, I don't understand how it was never on my radar, but it's a fun, easy watch. It's it's good. It's everything you want in a romantic comedy. It's everything you've asked for. It checks, you know, most of the boxes. It's fun. It's light. It's funny. Um, it is funny. Absolutely. It is funny. It's, yeah, it's a good watch. Like, I, I enjoyed it. I agree. This was a surprisingly enjoyable watch. Um, this is going to go into my my file that says don't read a book by its cover because, mm. you know, there is a certain brand of rom-com, especially in the 2000s, 
you look at the movie poster and you're like, ah, I know exactly what this is. It's not going to be very high quality entertainment. And you look at this film poster and honestly, I thought the same thing. I'm like, okay, that is that brand of rom-com. And it's not though. It's a very lovely film to watch. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is so lovable, isn't he? Yes. Yes. I, I also think that it helps that he's not in a ton of stuff all the time. Like he's definitely not in a ton of these films. Well, he's definitely not in a ton of rom-coms. He's in PS I Love You and he's like, yeah. he's in it for like two scenes and then one scene at the end when they go back. Right. That's basically yes. it. Yes. There's a few other things he's much more well known for oh. than than this movie. I'm going to um, get to it. But okay. he, <laughs> but he's not like like Gerard Butler did a string of like I'm going to do a ton of rom-coms and by the end of it you're like ah, I don't know if I just don't like the movie or if you're just doing this too much. Jeffrey mm. Dean Morgan, it felt fresh. I think if it was Gerard Butler in this, not that I don't like Gerard Butler, he's amazing, but I think it wouldn't have felt fresh if it was just him doing this kind of character again in another rom-com. Does that make sense? Right. I, I think so. Yes. Why are we choosing Gerard Butler specifically? Cause I'm going to go into it later, Sarah. <laughs> okay. They're the same guy. Okay. They are so close to the same guy <laughs> that I had actually picked this film to do for oh. St. Patty's day. Because in my mind, I thought Jeffrey Dean Morgan was Irish guys. Oh my God. Because he's in PS. I love you. You're and because, hilarious. And because he reminds me so much <laughs> of Gerard Butler. I'm like, Oh, he's just no. another Gerard Butler guy. No, oh. no. That's funny. Um, <laughs> Uma Thurman is also really great in this. Colin Firth is just so dorky and awkward and we still love him for it. There's a lot of pieces to this film that I really liked. And now the story gets a little bit far-fetched at times, but it's still grounded enough mm. that it doesn't bother me. Yeah. That yeah. like, just don't, don't pay attention to that hole over there. It's, it's like you, you understand it enough to be like, okay, fine whatever sure let's go along with it yeah let's Ex see how this plays out exactly right. like your downstairs neighbor can just hack a government you know what your i'm downstairs just chat like neighbor who is a teenager 16 year old yeah exactly okay all right it's where the best hackers come out of you know an apartment <laughs> building in new york and brooklyn you know in 2008, it's very clear that they still didn't really know what hackers were. So they're like, shit, I don't know. Could a kid? Yeah, that, this kid could probably do it, right? That computer was old. <laughs> it was an oldie goldie for sure. But like this one, like you said, it does kind of hit all the marks. I laugh a lot. There was a moment I got a little tiny bit emotional. No weep warning here. No. The characters were all really enjoyable. There was a nice arc with a few people. Mm -hmm. It like, what, what more can you ask for from a romantic comedy by the end of it i believed in love and i had yes. fun along the way yes because there's some romantic comedies will do and i'm just like i don't know if i buy the end of the movie are they in love i don't know bingo like actually falling in love are they in love uh, i don't know yeah i know like there's a few movies where i don't know necessarily if it's believable but yeah this one like i said it kind of checks all the boxes of a, of a simple rom-com it's enjoyable and you're glad you watched it 100 percent. let's dive in so as you mentioned, Patrick's engagement ends with Sophia because of Dr. Emma Lloyd on the radio. So Patrick lives above a restaurant and one of the people who lives there is AJ. And this is the kid hacker. He hacks into the Dr. Emma Lloyd's marriage license and puts that she is already married to get back at her for, or yeah, to get back at her for ruining his relationship with Sophia. So Emma, we kind of flip over to Emma. We meet Emma. We meet, um, you know, her manager played by Colin Firth. Um, and they're going to, it's kind of the morning and they're going to um, go and get their marriage license. They actually have a funny argument. Like right off the top, she says some kind of word and he disagrees with her. She's so where Richard, her manager comes Richard, in is that yes. she is uh, publishing this book and he is part of a book publisher. So, and they also have a romantic uh, relationship. So anyway, she says a word that he's like, that can't possibly be a word. And instead of like in 2023, you just Google it or God yeah. forbid, you're like, Hey Google, what is like, what is this word? How do you spell it? And they, can, can, can we make it nasty by just going Urban Dictionary, you know? Sure. There you go. <laughs> Emma whips out a real life dictionary like yeah. Webster's. Mm -hmm. And I immediately thought, okay, what are the books that literally don't exist anymore because of the internet? Like who owns a dictionary anymore? Um, That's crazy. We do. 
We own a French. Dic- we? we own a French dictionary. Oh my god! How are you serious? We, do. we own a French dictionary because. Do you know how ridiculous you sound right now? Like I, we don't have an English dictionary. Oh we god. have a French dictionary. Yes, because I was. Do we have in a Becherel as well. Yes, we do. Oh my god! Are you serious? <laughs> yes, we do. It is on our bookshelf. I actually don't know how you haven't seen either of them. <laughs> yeah, because I don't Clearly, really. You're like, oh, they're French. They're out of my mind. But I completely yes, ignore it. Of, yeah, we have both of them. Yeah, with wow. little tabs in. Yeah. Just in case you got to conjugate some verbs in French Amen. on the fly, you know? Yeah, exactly. You never know when it might come. of French verbs. You know, you never know when you're going to need it. Um, it's the exception to the exception. Oh, man. Yeah. See, I thought Emma Lloyd was ridiculous. <laughs> it turns out you're ridiculous, Sarah. Well, what can I say? Also, running joke on the pod, I like to pretend I've got a f- great French accent like Josh Duhamel. I love to pronounce <laughs> You have a French. better French accent than I do. But. Yeah, but Sarah speaks a million times better French than Devin. Evidenced by the fact that you're just like, oh, my handy dandy Becherel down here. <laughs> just in case. Never know when you need to conjugate some, uh, some verbs into French, you know? You never Ooh. know. No, I'm telling you. French dictionary. You just got to dic- look it up. Okay, you know, the real quick. dictionary is really handy um, multiple times in my life. Okay. <laughs> and I don't even know what kind of dictionary it is, but it's down there. It's down there. So anything else on your list? I had a dictionary. Obviously, you own uh, multiple different uh, word devices in different languages. I've got yellow pages on the list. Oh, for sure. Who I mean, has, a phone book? Yeah, phone book, 100%. Who has a phone book anymore? We get one every year, and I put it directly into the blue box, or that's, the recycling here. That's great uh, kindling for a fire, it I It is, if actually, you want, yes. Uh, yeah. We have done that. We've kept it when we've gone camping, winter camping. Yeah, we yes. go yurting sometimes, mm-hmm. and we use that to uh, get a fire going. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Um, whoever makes phone books still, <laughs> for the for the great kindling for yes, the fire. we appreciate it. Uh, well, have you ever tried to rip one in two? Like what? a phone book? Oh no! Have you ever tried that? I feel like I've met one of my cousins said that he it. could. I can't do it. Yeah, no, that's no. got to be wild strength. I don't know. Like, I feel like if you have to like hit it a certain way and smack it, and then like you Why know, are you? I'm totally kidding. You she's don't, motioning don't like she's smacking know. a butt. Like you don't. That's not how you <laughs> rip a phone book in half. Like, I'm gonna do I'm, a little smack. There. I'm actually kidding. I don't. The smacks aren't a thing. But. <laughs> How do you, wow. But I would like to try it. I've tried it and I can't do it. I so. don't know if I want you to try it anymore. <laughs> What's Sarah doing now? Oh, you're just smacking a phone book. No idea why. Because she's going to break it in half. Rip it in half. Oh my God. Um, I'm going to put any kind of like auto trader books on the list. They, they don't actually print those still, do would they? Would you say, I don't know if they do. Uh, I, I, that's a good question. What about realty magazines? Realtor, oh, Realtor magazine. 100%. I just go on the website. Why Abs- do we need? Yeah. And it's funny because I do know that they there are Realtor magazines that still exist. Yeah. Because we get them in the mail. <laughs> but like, does anybody actually like really I know, get into the nitty gritty on it those? It is amazing if you do still have those. You probably look at it and you're like, oh, that looks nice. I'm going to look it up online like immediately. I'm not actually. Well, yeah, because it doesn't show you all the pictures you need to know. That's right. Or see. The last one I'm going to put on the list. Does anybody still get... And one of my nephews had every single book every year. Okay. You know what I'm about to say? Um, you know what? I don't know, but I have another one. Guinness Book of World oh, Records. No, that's like, I remember they were like, we got the 98 edition. We got the 99 edition. We got the 2000s edition. I'm like, why do you need multiple? I, do things change? I always wanted those books, but I never received them. And in retrospect, I'm happy I didn't because yeah. what the heck would I do with them? They're now useless. <laughs> Who has uh, juggled the most amount of eggs? You can just Google that. Yeah. You can Google that right now. World's longest fingernails. Like that's disgusting, you know? Gross. Um, the other one, uh, magazine subscriptions. Oh, 100%. I think you can do those online now. Like you subscribe to like a plentiful amount of magazines instead of just one. And like there's apps for that, you know? I think there are some magazines that still exist, but they're few and far between. To answer your question real quick, Diana Armstrong Mm -hmm. is the lady whose fingernails are the longest. I did not need to know that. 42 foot. (laughs) That's disgusting. 42 feet in length. That's gross. How? That's like longer than our couch. Yeah. Because we, we just measured it yesterday. There's <laughs> Yeah, 42 feet is extremely That's long. That's gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they like curl. Anyway, um, 
one thing yeah, our I, couch was like 42 inches this is in feet oh, girl in feet oh yeah 42 okay. feet is like like eight okay. of us? anyway anyway off on a tangent i wanted to stay i wanted to say the magazine subscriptions the other day i was at the grocery store and i picked up a magazine because i don't know it was like a cooking magazine i was like oh my god i'm gonna get this 15 dollars i could buy eggs and bread for that that's maybe not anymore I don't know, but not with the way things are going. that's, that's steep for something you can just look at the cover of and Google. We digress. So Emma and Richard, they head down to, I don't know what it is. The license marriage licensing place and to get their marriage license. And they're denied because Emma is in fact already married. And she's like, who am I already married to? Like, how would have this, how would this have happened? And the man gives her the information the address, the name of the man and says, fill out this stack of forms to annul the marriage and says like your current husband also has to sign them. So now Emma's on this wild goose to chase to find this Patrick, Patrick man. And so she gets to his apartment. And which, this was his plan all along. He's like, I'm yes. going to make like make her be married to me so that she has to confront me. Yeah. And then I'll I'll give her my. <laughs> which is uh, like so silly. I'm oh, like, give her my two cents. Yeah, I'm going to give her a piece of my mind, you know, <laughs> and, and it's working out that way. She now has to go get him. So she gets over to his apartment and they send her over to the fire station, who then sends her over to a bar. And he's at the back playing pool. And she says, oh, you know, like. Hey, how's it going? She's going on talking to this man who actually isn't Patrick. My best scene, actually. Okay, well then take it away. I love this scene. Yeah, because Patrick is playing pool with this guy. (laughs) And he's knelt down to get uh, the chalk. And that guy is like, hey, there's some lady looking for you. And Patrick (laughs) stays underneath. He's like, okay. She's like, a blonde. They're pointing at us. I think she's coming over. Yeah, she introduces herself to the wrong guy. Then Patrick like just jumps out of nowhere. I feel like, okay, I love this because the dialogue is so quick. Mm, Patrick, yes. like she is very buttoned up. She's wound pretty tight. She's a very type A personality. Yes, and Patrick. We are, are the innocent victims of a glitch. Hey, hey everybody. We got a bright in our midst. Hey. Is very good at deflecting. And he's like, do you want a shot? And she's like, no. And he's like, do you not drink? And she's like, well, I do. And he's like, all right, well then let's get her a shot. And it was just, uh, there was a very quick back, back and forth. It also established very quickly a believable chemistry, I think mm. between the two of them, yes. especially how different they were, but how, I don't know, likable they could both be together. It was a fun meet cute, right? It was a fun meet cute. You know what? I actually have something for that. Okay. So I have real life wildest meet cutes. Okay. Cause this film is a kind of a weird one. Um, so let's go through a bunch that I found. This person tell this, tells this story. My dog fell in love with his dog. (laughs) I mean, I mean, what a way to start off. Uh, You know what? You go to the dog park sometimes. Have you ever like witnessed maybe some chemistry happening? Um, One way chemistry actually with our dog. There's a dog. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Was somebody trying to get with us? Well, not with us, with our dog. Yeah, but like she's part of the family, oh, Sarah. Oh, yes, yes, with our fam. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Tell so me. the dog was absolutely obsessed with Frankie. He would follow her around. Naturally. Everywhere and lick the inside of her ears. Oh, is that why she has an <laughs> ear infection now? She had like an ear know. thing. <laughs> God. Yeah, like nonstop. And like would just like just be around her and like would run beside her. And oh, like too much, too yeah. much. And you know what it did become? Because he, he was also really slobbery. He was oh, a golden retriever. God. He was really, really slobbery. So when I would take Frankie home, she would just be covered in like dry slobber. It, would, it was disgusting. See, but. Our, our girl Frankie's not about that life. That's, you know nothing, Golden Retriever. About he was her. cute. He was cute. But uh, yeah. So it's funny that you took it that way because I meant like between humans. Oh, <laughs> no. I literally thought you were talking about dogs we went on falling each t- other with, falling in love with like another dog. Oh, man. That's why I was like, okay, interesting take to where this is going. Like, I meant, like, the dogs are connecting and the humans are also like, hey, wow, your dog loves my dog. Because that's what happened in this story. This person Mm. says, uh, the dog completely froze every time I would take my dog on walks in our complex. Uh, One day... Uh, they exchanged numbers for a doggy play date at Fun. a park Fun. when they discovered, uh, coincidentally, they were both actually moving to a different part of town, like this rural area. The both, same park? Both at the same time Ooh. in the same part. Uh, and I guess 
things kind of went off from there. They went on a bunch of dates. And then wow. instead of like moving separately to that new part of town, they just got a lease together. This is a movie. But the meet cute happened because the dogs liked I each other. I swear this is a movie. I can't think of the movie off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure this is a thing. It's not 101 Dalmatians. So I just want to be clear, at the dog park, no human chemistry. I don't think so. Not that I've seen. (laughs) Just dog on dog, you know? Just, ooh, okay. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, Oh, this person says we both reached for the last pint of Ben and Jerry's fish food, fish with like a PH, uh, at the grocery store. We each insisted that the other take it, and then we agreed. Here's what they agreed on: we'll just split it and share it in the parking lot, two spoons That's style. Weird. Is the yeah? It's probably That's weird. weird. Why? Met somebody right this second at a grocery well, store, and now we're and sharing like, ice went, cream. Yeah, went to the fact that you should share it in a parking lot with two spoons. I, I don't mean, know. I just interesting. I, you know what? Sarah, they live a long life together. It's been four years <laughs> and they still split a pint. That's cute. Every Sunday. That's cute. Okay. Okay. They've kept the tradition. I, I enjoy that. We're a rom-com podcast, baby. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta believe in love here. This story is actually recent. This is the reason why I wanted to bring this up because I found this story and okay. then we watched this movie mm. and I'm like, this is a bizarre meet cute. And so is this real life story that happened in South Carolina like a couple weeks ago. This woman is jogging very early in the morning by a lake. Okay. She sees a large dark mass float to the surface about 40 feet away in the lake. Okay. And it's really early. So she's like, oh my God, that's, that's a man. That's right. a, that's a human body. Not the Yeti. Okay. She, does your mind immediately go to a Yeti? <laughs> Well, I mean, we're not in Scotland, we're not the Loch Ness, but like, I mean, a a mass in the, like, I don't know. Do you think body? I don't think Yeti, Sarah. (laughs) That's not on the list of places my mind's going. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Body, man. All right. Anyway, so this woman, she takes off all her clothes. She's down to her underwear because she's like, I got to jump in and save this man's life. That is dedication. Very kind. She's got her contacts in. So she gets in the water. She can't really see where she's going. She just knows she's swimming (laughs) to this body. She gets there, (laughs) grabs this person. He turns over and he's in full diver gear. He's got like an oxygen tank and everything. And she's like, are you okay? And he's like, yes, obviously. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, all the more bodies start popping up. There was a group of them who were divers. And she thought the one guy was drowning. So now she's basically in her underwear, having tried to save this diver. And there's like 20 dudes all around her. Like, that is hilarious. You came out here to save us. Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) It is very nice. And I thought this, this is the start of a romantic comedy. This isn't actually a real meet cute. It's just a weird story that happens. That would be a very funny start to a romantic comedy. I mean, they got to exchange numbers at that point. They have to. Yes. I mean,. That is hilarious. I love it. This last one, just because I know you like traveling and you've actually stayed at a hostel, right? Multiple hostels. Okay. This person says a few years ago, I flew to Rome for an archeological dig and used my field kit as my second carry on. Sarah's also had trouble with lost luggage. Mm -hmm, I have. After a 10 hour plane ride, I discovered that my airline lost my luggage. After filing my report, I went to my hostel to have a shower and take a long nap. After check-in, I asked the girl at the counter where to go to buy some clothes and whatever, blah, blah, blah. After this person gets back to the hostel, I guess they had a certain amount of uh, allocated towels. Okay. And the other people in the room had already used the towels. So this Poor girl <laughs> lost all her luggage. Yeah, doesn't Air have Canada. Any, it just had, to had have been Air Canada. <laughs> 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 they say ten hours. Yeah, Vancouver to. <laughs> Just taking shots at our uh, <laughs> our airlines. <laughs> I mean, you, you, continue you, on. You can Google some stories. <laughs> anyway, so I guess there was somebody who had walked by previously and heard the story of the lost luggage. This guy also walked by hearing the story of, yeah, and you also have no towels to take a shower Aww. with. So this guy was like, you know what? My... Like, I've got an extra towel that I'm not going to use today because I showered yesterday. Why don't you use mine? So all of a sudden... That sparks a thing. This person says the best decision of my life was, was sa- saving water and showering together. Wow, you're in a really, uh, really <laughs> naughty <laughs> space right what now. What is it? What is it? What, what is it? Well, tell they me, went out me. for drinks later, and oh, she's like, nice. the best decision was that I, I said yes to going out for drinks because that is how 
I met my husband. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, I like that one. That's a better story than the entire (laughs) 10 seasons of How I Met Your Mother, I think. Um, That's how she met the husband. Yes, definitely. I I like that one. That one's my favorite for sure. Yeah. So here we have the meet cute of Mm -hmm. Patrick Sullivan. We do. Dr. Emma Lloyd. Yes. And she ends up getting absolutely annihilated at this bar playing mm-hmm. pool with with Patrick and she we does. gather he's a regular there so everybody knows him and they're doing shots and all kinds of stuff yeah I feel like it's their like local watering hole where they like go after shift or you know all of their friends they know everybody there you know what I've got one more thing for this scene okay and then we're really gonna hammer in on this pod all but right. um Amyloid says she has a trick to not getting drunk and everybody's like mm. what's well, your trick and she's like I just recite the president's <laughs> names I've never heard this like before. backwards starting from first to last yeah. and then of course the next scene is them challenging her and she's like Nixon and they're like yeah and you're like Bush and whatever so <laughs> do you have any tricks to not getting drunk okay so my only trick and it's not really a trick it's more like a convenience of placement of where you are in a location and like they've done this like in movies and things like that like I have in fact taken a shot and while everybody else is like taking the shot most people take the shot they close their eyes I like shoot it over my shoulder you specifically like sit in a place where like you could you can make it happen because I can't I can't do shots like me doing shots is 100% Sarah Puke. So Sarah so, is just like yeah. annihilating the foliage behind her right. when doing I'm shots. I'm watering like, Boom. it. Yeah, with, I'm just helping the ecosystem. With a lot of alcohol, yeah. <laughs> In Coyote Ugly, yeah. they do like, uh, they have a can of Coke at the bar. Mm. And so anytime a guy's like, hey, do a shot with me. Uh, it's an empty can of Coke, so they... Take the shot, leave it in their mouth, and then spit it back into the empty can of Coke. That is a good way to do it. I like that. We should put Coyote Ugly. That's rom-com-ish, right? There's a love interest there. I think it's in the realm. Yeah, enough to do it. Absolutely. Coyote Ugly, for sure. So Amyloid ends up getting so drunk yes. that Patrick takes her back to his apartment, fully clothed, nothing weird happens, like she's pretty much passed out. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, I'm going to start screwing with her. Yeah, yeah. Not that he, getting her drunk, was not already screwing with her, but he writes a note saying, hey, thanks so much for last night. <laughs> I Leaves it. it where she'll find it. And just, I think he just goes to work at that point. He's yeah, just like gone. He gets on with his life <laughs> and his day and is like, I'm going to leave a little, like, you know, a surprise for you. To have her wondering throughout the rest of the day. So after Emma leaves his apartment, she rushes into her office and everyone starts calling her on the phone. And then Richard, you know, Patrick, and then her father, who's already in the office. So we meet her father. Named Wilder. Wilder, yes. And she calls him Wilder. So like, for, I think at that point we realize that they don't have the strongest relationship um, as father and daughter, but... But he does have a role in this movie. Like it's it's an and it's an important enough role, really. Um, He's also like played by Sam Shepard, who's a very well-known actor. Like he's done a lot of stuff over the years. He's like he's mm -hmm. older now. But yeah. Yeah. And then so after he leaves, um, he he brings her um, something. But Patrick shows up at her office and with coffee and she says, you know what? I can't deal with this right now. I have a very important, I have a very important appointment that I can't miss. And so Patrick says, well, you know what? I'm going to tag along. It is a cake testing. The okay. cake testing scene is my best scene. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, love it. I this think is it's so hilarious. good. But yes, go ahead. Oh, before you jump into that, I do just mm-hmm. want to bring up the fact that Patrick Pulls a classic rom-com, like this is A-plus rom-com moves when a guy pulls this out, (laughs) where he's on the phone with the love interest, she thinks they're somewhere else, and then he's like, Can you hear me now? Look, forget last night. What I want is a rather large stack of papers that I need you to sign. Got them right here. You do? You made my day. Coffee? Thank you. And he bumps into her in real life. Love it when that happens. (laughs) Anyway, so your best scene. Yeah, so it's at the cake testing. And he, Patrick starts making a big scene um, about the cake flavors and how if you mix these two together, they taste so great and blah, blah, blah. And he starts getting everybody else involved. And then someone else, he makes friends with everybody. (laughs) And... One of the people, um, she starts asking, like, how did you guys meet? And and they have to fake it. You know, they get into it and he starts an elaborate story and then she has to finish it. And it's just it's the chaos of it. And the people, the waiters and the, they just hate him because he's like ruining the cake flavors and everything like that. Like, clearly, this is a hoity toity, like very expensive place. But I do love once again, this th- there are little moments in this film that kind of lead me to a. Okay, they do 
do love each other. And there's a chemistry to one of these people being like, oh, how did you meet your husband? And mm-hmm. I don't really, like, Emma's just going along with it. So she's like, holy shit, these people think you're my husband. <laughs> um, right, how did we meet? And he does the, oh, you tell it so much better. No, no, you tell it, sweetheart. Uh, a blind date. Oh. Yeah, 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 we were, we were fixed up. Yes, that's right, fixed up, but not with each other. It's two separate blind dates in the same bar. Both going terribly. Horribly. It makes you think about those people who set us up. Susie and Alan. Susie and Alan. What the hell did they know? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, I guess he noticed me. Well, I mean, come on. Look at him. A guy would have to be blind. Uh, This film did a good job of giving us little sprinkles of chemistry along the way yes and the person and they're like everyone listening to their to their love story is very invested especially this one woman who we later find out plays a very important role in the movie but before that emma and patrick go to a notary public who is actually patrick's friend as well and she says you know how long will this take and he says as long as it takes (laughs) Afterwards, his name is Deep, and he talks to Patrick saying, like, you know, things have gone too far. Like, you, you've you given her your piece of, you know, piece of your mind, you know, of her, of her own medicine. You got to let her go. Like, let's move on. And he goes, I don't know, man. Like, she's kind of growing on me. Before we meet the woman who um, we met at the cake tasting, uh, we actually meet her at this next scene. So Emma and Richard are at her book opening, and... We see this woman. She's there from the cake tasting. And um, she says, you know what? My husband owns your fiance's publication company. And um, we weren't going to come... But we're here now because um, he was going to let you go. Like, he was going to let the publication company go. Um, We weren't going to give you guys any more money. Like, it was basically going to fold. We are going to tell him it doesn't exist anymore. That kind of thing. And, but because we met you and your husband, we loved him so much. We're going to, you know, kind of invest in it and we want it to go forward. And to be clear, so she thinks that Jeffrey Dean Morgan <laughs> yeah. is the husband, Patrick, not, Patrick. not Colin Firth. Yeah. And Colin Firth is here. Like yes. Richard is in the house. Mm-hmm. So now, so now Emma, instead of like owning up to her lie, cause she knows that's her husband's career. She's like, right. Yeah. Okay. I need to get Patrick Sullivan, <laughs> um, who happens to friggin' be there yes, he again. Shows up. Well, he shows up to give her the papers. Yeah, and she grabs him and is like, you gotta run with this. Like, those people are here. You are, you're my husband. And we're going to dinner later with them. You are managing a publication. You publish my book. Let's go. And, and poor Colin Firth. So he's been like... It's been hard to get a hold of Emma. He's a very high-strung person as it is. He has a lot of anxiety. So he sees his boss roll up to this place. He's like, oh, my God. Hey, how's it going? She's like, oh, my little brother Richard's here. Oh, my God. That was so funny. That is so, like, way to snip a guy's balls off. Totally. You could have just said brother. You didn't have to say little. She said little brother, (laughs) which that's got to feel good. Yeah. And he even remarks, he's like, your brother has a British accent. And they just, like, explain it away. They're like, yeah, 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 whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And the this was almost going to be my best scene was when Emma tries to explain the situation to Richard in the kitchen and it just doesn't go over well. And, and she actually changes Richard's name to Carl because now Patrick's name is Carl. Uh, sorry. Patrick's name is Richard. Right. Oh, that's right. Yes. 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 And me. she she walks Richard through what they're planning to do. You know, your publication company was in trouble and now it's not. And we need to pretend that Patrick is you in order to, you know, keep this ruse happening. And he agrees. I mean, I do have to say he just goes along with everything. He really doesn't put up a stink about anything. Yeah, he definitely protests a lot and he has a lot of uh, anxious moments, but he is like, okay, I guess this is what needs to happen. Yeah. So later on, the dinner happens and Patrick does show up and invites them to a party. He says, you know what? We're not going to do this. I have another engagement. I'm going to bring you guys to a party. And it's for his uh, downstairs um, neighbor. And it's kind of like um, an Indian bar mitzvah. They almost kiss during this, during this, um, at this event. Patrick and Emma. Yes. yes. Well, the chemistry is palpable. Undeniable. Um, And then Emma kind of freaks herself out with that. And so she gets her dad to pick her up um, and stays over at her dad's place. And we meet 
who we think is her dad's girlfriend. And it turns out that, you know, she's very young. And and we see that this is something that Wilder does often, date somebody younger. And Emma always has a problem with it um, because it's, she seems younger than even even Emma. And so she kind of just leaves with a huff and says, you know what, like I'm out of here. And he goes, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. And so that kind of relationship is strained. And then Emma actually goes to see Richard and she realizes that she misplaced the papers. And Richard is happy because, of course, he got his job extended by five years because uh, Patrick killed it at the at the dinner. And his boss still thinks that Patrick is Richard. Yes, yeah. yes. Confusing, confusing. Which you would think they would figure out at some point. Like, I wait, know. you're not, the, you don't. Well, don't publication companies have websites with people's faces <laughs> on them? Sarah, it's 2008. We got a hacker data, getting into government databases I had a Blackberry here. in 2008. No, I didn't. I had a flip phone. Never mind. So maybe, okay, maybe websites weren't that up and coming. However, 2008 does not feel that long ago, but that was so long ago because you're right. I also didn't have a Blackberry. Yeah, I didn't have a Blackberry yet. Now I have an iPhone. Oh my God. I also had a flip phone back then. Wow. We have many computers in our hands. We did not have that then. (sighs) He ends up going directly to Emma's office. They hash it out in the elevator. This is Patrick and Emma and they start making out. Dun, dun, dun. They run up to the roof and he asks if she's in love with with Richard and gives her the papers saying, you know what, here's the papers. They're all signed. We can annul this marriage. But then she actually accidentally drops them and they all fly away. And then she tr- like tries to grab them all. But, you know, she's probably missing a few. So this film is kind of like and, and this is one of those things that it stays grounded enough that I believe it. But can I just ask the question that I was thinking around this time? Mm-hmm. Like Patrick sets out to be like, I'm going to give Dr. Emma Lloyd a piece of my mind. I'm going to give her a piece of her own medicine. I'm going to make her hurt the way she made me hurt. And along the way of trying to ruin her marriage, like has he now just naturally fallen in love with her at this point? I think is what happens. 100%. And he's like, I'm just going to keep on going with this, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> look at what point does he have to come clean? You know, that's like, what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, it's getting more awkward and awkward as you're, as things are progressing. And it's like, Oh, by the way, the whole, the whole basis for our relationship was actually like a lie. A lie yeah. And I don't like you, <laughs> but now I do. But now I do surprise. I fell in love with you. So Emma meets Richard for drinks and she tells him that, you know what, hey, I have all the papers and but I'm missing one piece. And he says, like, why don't you look happier? And this is kind of where we figured out figure out that Emma is kind of having second thoughts about everything in her life. And she says, you know, I'm I am like I'm happy. And he says, "Okay, well, you know, we have our rings. They're done. And she says, oh, my God, like they engraved my ring wrong. And this tells everything. (laughs) She says. It says, do I, do I, do I, not I do, I do, I do. When in fact, if you looked at it, which they do show you, it says, I do. So she's reading into it too much. And clearly those second thoughts of you could read it, do I, but it's truly I do. Yeah, you, it's the same image. You can see it two ways. And she chose to see it. Well, she didn't chose. She it's didn't just choose. how she feels. Yeah. She doesn't know. Yeah. So she stays at her father's house again that night and finds out that the young girl who we originally thought was his new girlfriend is actually his new girlfriend's daughter. And Emma asks him for his opinion on Richard. And he says, you know what? For you, he's safe. He's the man you've always gravitated towards and dated. And, you know, that is who you you always have wanted. And and that's who you tell the women on your show to go with like to go with and go and date. And she realizes, oh my gosh, is all this information that I've been telling these women wrong and just playing it safe. So Emma goes to see Patrick and she says, you know, she called off her, she thinks she's called off her wedding and they have sex. (laughs) You know, that was, that's all they needed. Wow, Sarah, just get right in there. And, um, well, should I say they sleep together? Like, well, you can whine and die okay, me a okay. little bit, but no, you're right. right. They just have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. So, and then there's sex. Surprise. Um, <laughs> where's that dictionary? Yeah, the French best trail, dictionary. Yeah. Um, the next morning, uh, she, she's making breakfast and she goes to throw something out in the trash and finds out all the articles that he had. And she's like, oh my God, is this guy a creep? Like, has he been stalking me? Is he like a stalker and a, and a fan that, that I need to get rid of? And you know, 
she she leaves he chases after her saying oh my god I can't believe that and I can't believe I almost ended my wedding because of you and because of this and and she goes back to Richard and they plan to get married. So he says, you know what, if you want to do this still, like, let's do it. And then there's a montage about her giving advice on the radio and about them both thinking about each other, you know, both Patrick and uh, Emma still thinking about each other. You got to love these montages, honestly. It really ties everything together. It's it's like a way to like move the movie forward without having any dialogue between any of the characters because none of them are talking to each other anymore. You know, of course, it's a classic Sarah <laughs> montage right here. <laughs> it is not one of my favorites, but it is it is well, a classic Sarah montage because it doesn't involve clothes. We know how you are, Sarah. Yes. Clothes montages right uh, up at the top. This is true. Musical this is true. Montage. makeover montages. I do love. Oh yes, yes makeover. Yes. Yeah, any kind of like strong musical montage. Mm-hmm. That's probably a third. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Patrick um, calls into her show and says that he's fallen for this girl and that she's getting married tomorrow and that if it's what she wants, then. You know, that's good. You know, he's good with it. And she ends the show because she realizes that it's him, that it's Patrick. It is her wedding day and she's really, really having second thoughts. Richard comes to see her as she's about to take off her rings and he brings the papers for the annulment and he didn't file them. So technically she's still married. Richard tells her that he loves her, but he's clever enough to know when he's lost. To get out of the church um, and to get everyone out of that church without you know, realizing the wedding's off, Emma lights a candle at the sprinklers. And then, of course, Patrick's truck has been requested to go. Pa- Patrick's fire truck, he's on call. So, or sorry, he's on the job and has been requested to go. So he shows up at the church and Emma says, I had to talk to you. Classic. <laughs> I, st- I started a fake fire to yeah, talk to you. I mean, that's pretty rom-com romantic, right? I mean, it's along the lines of the scuba diver. Yeah. I feel like, you know, that's pretty good. She could have gotten out of the white dress first, though. <laughs> <laughs> so they ride off together on the back of the fire truck truck and then we kind of fast forward and we see that they're in fact married and she's pregnant and she's pregnant she's on a radio show yeah and i think they're she's in a really good place and you can kind of tell based on what she's saying on her radio show that um her advice to to women have changed or has changed has changed yeah before we get into quick facts um sarah brought this up about this film and maybe you listening are aware of this or not, but in Hollywood right now, there's a big conversation around Nepo babies, people who may or may not have gotten jobs just because actors and famous actresses are their parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And you brought up the fact that, hey, Uma Thurman, she's been very quiet right now, but like, oh my God, her daughter is doing so much. Her daughter's on Stranger Things. Her daughter is Maya Hawke, the child of Uma Thurman. And Ethan Hawke. And Ethan Hawke. Yeah. So Sarah and I are going to play a game called Nepo or Nah. There are so many Nepo babies. Once you start going down the rabbit hole of Googling all of them, the people who I had no idea were Nepo babies are. So here's the thing. We don't both have subject matter expertise on all of them. So we're going to throw lobs at each other like Nepo babies who, for example, I know that Sarah has watched stuff they've been in and you're going to make a call. No, this person is actually a great actor or actress or nah, nah, you know what? Maybe that guy's just getting by on nepotism and I don't actually think they're that good. And these are just our personal opinions. You know, we're not trying to harsh on anybody here, but uh, let's kick things off. Sarah, I have for you son of Eugene Levy, mm-hmm. Dan Levy. Both of them actually star in one of your favorite series. Yeah. Shit's Creek. I love Shit's Creek. Um, Dan Levy is a great actor. Okay. Um, he is an Epo baby, yes, but he is a great actor, so he is in the category of nah. I almost think he's as funny as Eugene Levy in that show. Oh, I absolutely, I think he's funnier than Eugene Levy. <laughs> yeah. There's been talk that they might bring it, bring the cast back to do something for Shit's Creek, and it may be along the lines of a movie. Did you hear that from me? Because I was literally talking about that like a week no, ago. No, I think I saw like a like an article on it. Uh, but that's interesting. I was literally too. talking hmm. about it last week. Okay, so my first pick for you mm-hmm. is Nico Parker. Oh, yes. She was just in The Last of Us. Love The Last of Us. It's so good. So. Nico Parker. Um, oh, man. I need to be very careful with spoilers here. Because here's the thing. She's in it for one episode they do a time leap guys they do a time leap okay nico parker's in it for one episode she is like the main part of the first episode of the last of us um and then they do a time leap 
Yeah, like I, I think she is pretty fantastic. That's the only thing I've seen her in. But like the emotion in that first episode of The Last of Us, if you've watched it, you know. Wow. Like amazing performance. So based on that alone, yes, she's okay. great. All right. Love her. Jessica Capshaw. I don't even know who this person is, <laughs> okay. but you know who Jessica I, Capshaw is? I do. I do. And everyone will know once I tell it, tell them who she is. Okay. Um, she is Arizona in Grey's Anatomy. Oh, natural. Everybody knows Arizona from friggin' Grey's Anatomy, yes. Sarah. And she was on like a whole bunch of seasons. Oh. I can't remember off the top of my head, but for me, she's a naw because you know what? She does have famous parents and step parents. However... I think she's a naw because she she had a lot of emotion and a lot of those. I mean, Grey's Anatomy episodes are so emotionally filled and she does a really good job. Just the fact that you think she's a big part of Grey's Anatomy makes she me is. think that you're wrong. <laughs> that this is totally and she, incorrect. And she wasn't killed off. <laughs> and she, she's still on there. Okay, yeah. there we go. No, no, no. She's, she's left the show, but she wasn't killed off. So she could make a comeback. Is that the distinguishing to. factor oh, yeah. between if, if oh, yeah. you were good on Grey's Anatomy or bad? Um, because they killed off McSteamy. Some, Wait, McDreamy? Um, they Mc killed off both. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they have killed oh off both. Oh my God, are you serious? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they killed uh, McDreamy and McSteamy. Wow, she's got a problem with killing and, the heartthrobs. And another heartthrob that... Um, I think I made the joke like early, early on, like huh, make creamy. <laughs> How many, wow. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. I have no idea who we were talking with though. Why does she anyway. kill so many people? She's got a problem with Shonda Rhimes, right? Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. I don't know. You know Murder. what though? There were a few that just didn't want to come back. And so, yeah, I guess she killed them off. Um, Derek Shepard, one of them. It was a very, very, very emotional roller coaster of sadness. Yeah. <laughs> Just to tie up the Jessica Capshaw yeah. thing, mm -hmm. uh, parents are Kate Capshaw. Steven Spielberg, though, is what? Stepfather, I believe. Stepdad. Okay. Yes. So that's, yeah, that's a pretty big uh, leap. All right. Next up, I have for you Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks. He was in a favorite show of ours. Life in Pieces. Life in Pieces. His dad is Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Um, so I'm going to say this is not nepotism. Colin Hanks is actually extremely good at what he does, especially because everybody, please go down the Google <laughs> rabbit hole yes. of Tom Hanks' other son, <laughs> Chet Hanks. Yeah. Chet Hanks at different points has thought he's J Jamaican. He has tried to become a rapper. Yeah. He... It's, it's extremely... Um, Disrespectful. It's he, is, he is he is disrespectful. Unbelievable. Yeah. He has YouTube videos where he tries to talk about his life, and it just it comes across. Entitled. I'm not. Oh, so many different things. <laughs> Feel free to check it out. But so now you see, like mm -hmm. the the children of Tom Hanks could be either Chet Hanks or Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks is extremely good. Like he's kind of a niche. Actually, you know what? It's funny we do this movie. He's got Colin Firth vibes, where he is kind of the shy, dorky. Mm, yeah. Like he plays in that role and yes. that's often what he does but he's really good at it he is yeah he is yes a dorky that is a perfect distinguishing yes that is him and he's he's great so yeah i'm gonna say he's good he's just good next for you sarah we have zoe kravitz Ooh, okay zoe kravitz is she's a tricky one because she was really good in the most recent batman with, oh she was so uh, good robert pattinson and she did a phenomenal job, but there's also some things that she's been in where I'm just like, well, she was okay. You you're know? you're a big Harry Potter. She was in the Fantastic Beasts and films, I, right? And I liked her in that. I actually did. She played kind of a. She was good, but her fa like family was background was bad so she struggled with that in mm. that movie um i actually thought i think as she's gotten older she's gotten better right because i actually quite liked her in that as well um but yeah there's a few things and i'm like oh, i don't know but yeah next up we have jack quaid who is dennis quaid's son yes oh and zoe kravitz i think everybody knows lenny kravitz's oh, yes. daughter yeah um yeah jack quaid is in the series, The Boys. Mm -hmm. It's funny. He also falls into a Colin Hanks kind of vibe for me where like he's dorky. He's a little bit silly. He's not, he doesn't have a lot of self-confidence. Actually, we're seeing in The Boys a very nice character arc for him where he does. Yeah, it, it, I won't get into it and spoil too many things. If you want to watch The Boys, fantastic series. And I think he is really, really good in it, especially his character is given a lot of, um, 
He's put in a lot of very difficult conflict a lot, and he does display how a normal person would deal with that conflict. Um, in which that for like season one, he's basically just like a huge bitch about it. And, uh, <laughs> but like, but he plays it off. I'm like, yeah, you know what? That would be scary for me too. I, I kind I of agree with him. Are, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, it was believable. <laughs> uh, no, I, I actually think Jack Quaid's great for you. I have Wyatt Russell. Now that is the son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. and Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I, okay. I'll, I will preface. I've never actually seen him in anything, but I do know, (laughs) I do know based on the article that I read that he actually came to acting late. So he is an actor because he tried to be a professional ice hockey player. Ah, you know what? Actually, I'm looking at a photo of him. He looks like he would try to be a, right? a hockey yes, player. Yes, he's got those hockey player vibes. But right. I just, you know, I'm I'm just like, are you, you're just trying to make it professionally in something, right? And you're kind of riding on the coattails of your parents at this point, I think, because the ice hockey didn't work out. He just wanted to be a star, you know, baby. Just a star, wherever he could be. <laughs> so, yeah. And easy to just like, okay, well, I guess I'll just do acting I then. I can't do hockey, so I'm going to do what my parents do, acting. <laughs> Okay, we have next up for you, Scott Eastwood. Oh, Scott Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood's son. Right. Uh, Here's the thing. I only have one experience with Scott Eastwood, so this is a very narrow view. Actually, you know him as well, Sarah. Do I? All I know of Scott Eastwood is that he was in a Taylor Swift music video. Really? Yeah. I remember the one where it's like, um, it's all very like glitz and glamour, like 19, I want to say 20s or 30s vibes. <laughs> okay. And I can't he, remember that one, but. I, I don't think he had any lines. He was just told to like smolder at the camera. Smolder. And here's the he, thing. He does have a good smolder. Scott Eastwood, extremely good looking man. He is. Is he a talented actor? I have no freaking clue. And I'm going <laughs> to assume no. I'm yeah. going to like, I don't think he actually really does anything legitimate. He's just like, oh, you're Clint Eastwood's son and you're very attractive. So let's just get you in stuff. Well, you know what? I will say we may be doing a movie that he stars in Stop. as the main actor. Oh my God. What's um, the movie? A Nicholas Sparks movie called The Longest Ride. Oh, so now anybody, the, the RCR fam listening here is like, you're totally wrong. The Longest we, Ride was well, fantastic. Well, I think we've gotten a request out. for it. We're going to find out. Holy shoot. Yeah. Okay, last for you, Sarah. I've got mm-hmm. Lily, Col- Lily, Lily, Lily Collins. Ooh, Lily Collins. Yes, she is in, in Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris, which I absolutely adore. And Jeez, you like Emily in Paris. Okay, I love Lily Collins. Um, so she is a great actress, and I love Emily in Paris. I'm going to give this a, um, like, this is kind of half marks, you know? Like, for example, I'm looking at Jack Quaid. Father is Dennis Quaid. Mom is Meg Ryan. So he's got a direct line to, I'm going to get you in on acting. Lily Collins' dad is Phil Collins. He's a musician. Yeah. So there is, like... You're coming, you're coming from an affluent family, but it's not like Phil Collins just has a director on speed dial. Right. The way that Dennis Quaid does. And we have to remember she was in Love, Rosie. Oh, she, and I liked her in Love, she Rosie phenomenal a lot. In, Red, in, in Love, Rosie, right? Yeah. Like I loved her in that movie and I love Emily in Paris. So yeah, she's phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Last but not least, we have Michael Gandolfini. Michael Gandolfini, uh, his father was the late Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini. Um, like honestly, I haven't seen the the reboot series, uh, the the reboot thing that they did with him. But I'm just gonna say, anybody who gets a gig because they look like their father, <laughs> I'm like I've got some skepticism here. Right. It like um like with um Ice Cube and his son getting a gig. I actually thought his son was really good in that film. Um, straight out of Compton, but like, let's be real, dude. You got the gig because you look like your dad, which makes sense because you're the son of your, like Michael Gandolfini. He looks like James Gandolfini. What? Wow. And he just got this gig because of that. That, that bothers me too much. Okay. Yeah. Anybody who gets a gig because like, you kind of look like the person who did the thing already. Quick facts. In this film, Uma Thurman is an expert who gives advice to callers of a radio program. In The Truth About Cats and Dogs from 1996, she plays a model who pretends to be an expert who gives advice to callers on a radio show. 
In the bar where Patrick and Emma first meet, Patrick toasts Emma as the bride. Uma Thurman's character in Kill Bill Volume 1 from 2003 and Kill Bill Volume 2, 2004, was the bride. That's really cool. Jeffrey Dean Morgan portrays a firefighter in this movie. He made a previous appearance in ER, The Crossing, in 2001 as a firefighter that lost his legs during lost his leg during a rescue in a train wreck. We also can't forget that he played Danny Duquette on Grey's Anatomy, and of course, he was in The Walking Dead. Griffin Dune stated in an interview that the production company went broke and the movie went straight to DVD. After that, and the fact his previous film bombed, he returned to acting. Sam Shepard and Brooke Adams' characters are lovers in the movie. Previously, they played husband and wife in Terrence Malick's Days of Heaven. Both Isabel Rosalini and Christina Klebe share the same birthday, June 18th. Honorable mentions. So for me, I want to honorably mention the wins for the big brooding leading man in a romantic comedy. And I find we actually don't see those love interests as often mm. anymore. And like from like mid 2010s on, we were like, yeah, let's, we, we don't need just the massive human who's burly and a firefighter in our films, you know, like as the love interest. For I actually stuff. like that as the love interest though, too. The, those guys can go off and do Marvel movies. <laughs> oh, we're we're casting different people here. So, uh, and we talked about this off the top. Gerard Butler was kind of the poster boy for that kind of vibe. You know, I'm thinking mm-hmm. about the bounty hunter. I'm thinking about uh, the ugly truth. Yes. I have a question for you, Sarah. How does Jeffrey Dean Morgan stand up against Gerard Butler in regards to who is the manlier, more brooding, leading man? Ooh, that's a really good question. How about I give you the tail of the tape? Okay. Because I'm just looking at who has been angrier And who has had more fury in films? Because Jeffrey Dean Morgan... In films or in rom-coms? Just in general, in series. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is surviving the end of the world in The Walking Dead. And he's a villain. He's scary, man. If No spoilers, but he does some scary things to some people. he does. Um, Gerard Butler Mm -hmm. was literally King Leonidas in 300. Oh, that's true. This is Sparta! Wow. Pretty good impression. Really good. I think yeah, it was spot on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan, the comedian in The Watchmen, who's okay. like a really mean superhero. Mm. Gerard Butler, literally Dracula in Dracula 2000. Never saw that one. Yeah. He has I long hair in like it. I feel like it might not have been good. It's a little disconcerting seeing Gerard Butler with long hair. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the poster. I'm like, holy shit. Thank God he weird. cut his hair. That is weird, honestly. Yeah. It does not feel good. Who do you think? Oh, okay. Um, I would say, honestly, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, okay. That was the right answer, Sarah. Okay. Good. You know why? Glad. Because there's one thing I left off the list. Jeffrey Dean Morgan mm-hmm. was in one single episode of the manliest show ever. He was in a 2000s episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh my God. I forgot about that show. Right? My dad used to watch that show all the time. Mine too. Like nonstop. (laughs) And it was inexplicable what this guy would do. He's just like karate chopping people to death. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. (laughs) I Jeffrey, I, I have no idea what he did in that one singular episode, but Jeffrey Dean Morgan imagine was in he, an episode. Imagine he was the victim. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> was he like a guy who got beat the hell up by Walker, Texas Ranger? Oh my God. <sighs> oh, that's funny. What's your honorable mention? Okay. My honorable mention is the kid hacker. Oh my God. Because yeah. for him to make, like we needed him. He was I the guess. catalyst for everything happening in the movie. He was the reason those two are now together. What should have been? I think we could have had a nice little turning of the page, no pun intended, for Colin Firth's character, Richard. Because he kind of just gets dumped. He does. He gets duped the whole movie. He's gone. And then we have like the, a couple months later, like Emma's pregnant with Patrick's baby. All is happy in the world. I would have loved a little like pan over a little coffee table where there's a magazine that shows him like hottest new guy in publishing or whatever. Mm, I like that. Just to give me a little, like, I feel like he got the shittiest end of that stick and Colin Firth 
is a very likable guy, even when he is meek and yes. annoying and anxious the way he is. I think it's actually very endearing for him, which is why he does those roles so often. <laughs> you know, he pulls it off very well. Yeah. So I would have liked a little like, and he's also doing all right, you know? Yeah. Like it could have been a quick fix where they just kind of put, you know, Patrick's ex, Sophia. Yes. Right. Walking he runs by into or her. something. Sure. Runs into her when he's, you know, and like they sit down for coffee and then, you know, whatever. Or it would be even funnier if they went to the restaurant that he lives above. Oh, that wouldn't that be above. funny? The, oh, that would be a little weird, actually. That's, <laughs> that's okay. My what should have been, my yeah. what should have been is that they actually, it, it's along the lines of the restaurant. We see them come in and out of this restaurant. The restaurant is always empty. Is it closed? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I would like to see it full oh, and I would like to see them go on a date at that restaurant because that, the food's got to be good. <laughs> and it's so convenient. Right? It's right below his apartment. Right? Yeah. That's really funny. You're right. Cause we just see them outside the restaurant. Doesn't appear like anything's ever happening inside. When we do go inside, when he walks through the restaurant, it is always empty. So I'm assuming it's closed. Wow. My, that's my hope, but I don't know. Too funny. <laughs> Rewatchability. My rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry 4, Storyline 3, Storyline 3.5, Thirst Factor 3, Imagination 3.25, Soundtrack 2.5, Cheese 2.85 for an overall score of 3.18 out of 5. We went in slightly different directions. I thought you were pleasantly surprised by this film, I am, Sarah. I am. But, you know, it's it's like a middle of the, the pack, right? I'm, I'm going to call it an upper middle of the pack. So I, same as you have Chemistry 4, agreed. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Uma Thurman, they're fantastic. Storyline, I'm giving it a 3.5. Thirst Factor, a 3.6. Imagination, 3.7. Love the fact that we have some random kid hacking into a government database <laughs> to get these two together. Don't think I've seen it before in a film. Uh, soundtrack, a 3.2. There were some moments. There was a Feist song in there, I, I remember. That's true. Wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah, I did forget about that. Uh, cheese, a 3.8 for an overall score of 3.63 okay. out of 5. Maybe I maybe I did score it a little bit too low. You forgot I, about the Feist song, Sarah. I did. And you know what? It's The soundtrack, sometimes I do forget the songs that are in it, right? It's the impactful moments done by song. But for me, it wasn't. Well, Sarah, it was during your famous montage. I can't believe the montage. you did <laughs> the, the montage. Yeah. The montage. And you know what? It is middle of the pack, so maybe it should have been closer to 3.5. And this has been the rom-com rewind of The Accidental Husband. If there's anything ever on this pod that you want to talk more about, you want to be a little bit part of the RCR fam, that all happens on our Instagram, at Romcom Rewind. Throw us a follow. Send us a DM connect on stuff we, we respond to all your messages we try to reply to all of our comments and stuff um as well whatever you're listening on whether it be apple Podcasts, spotify throw us a follow or a subscribe and leave a review that would be great thanks for listening